Good morning, Oasis Church. Happy Sunday. Thank you so much for tuning in to service with us today. We're excited to come together through community online. I'm Pastor Nate and um, Oasis Church, I love you. And uh, thanks for tuning in with us here this morning. Over the last month or so, we've been in a collection of talks in our time together on Sunday called Ordinary People, Extraordinary Power. And over the last several weeks, what we've done is we've looked at stories throughout the book of Acts. We've been studying the book of Acts and we're looking at how the book of Acts is full of ordinary people like me and you that are used in extraordinary ways by God to do great things. And what, what a time that we're in right now where we need some extraordinary power from heaven. We need help from heaven to, to be able to face the challenges we're facing, to be able to do all that God is calling us to do in this time. And so uh, we're gonna continue today, ordinary people, extraordinary power. And so if you got your Bible with me at home today, I want you to get your Bible out. Uh, if it's in the other room, I want you to go get it real quick. I want you to get up and, and sprint the other room and go grab it. Let's open our Bibles together. And we're gonna be in Acts chapter number 16. Acts chapter number 16, and we're gonna read starting in verse number six. And if you're with me this morning, if you're ready for God's word, go ahead and comment, I'm ready. Go ahead and comment, let's go. Go ahead and comment some fire emojis. Go ahead and let me know this morning that you're ready for God's word. So Acts chapter 16, verse number six, it says this. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Frisia in Galatia having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mycenae, they traveled and entered Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mycenae and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready and at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. This passage is is the Apostle Paul and his group, his team, they're on their missionary journey, they're preaching the gospel, they're planting churches, and this passage gives a little bit of their plans, it gives a little bit of their travels, it gives a little bit of, um, of their mission and where they were going and how they were going there. And for the few moments we have this morning, there's a, the, the topic that I'd like to encourage us on is this, and if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down for today's title, When God Changes Your Plans when God changes your plans. How many know we're living in a time where God has changed our plans? And I think we can learn from God's word this morning, some encouragement and some hope and some direction for when God changes my plan and changes your plan. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the moments that we have around it this morning. And Lord, I pray that you would do what I cannot do this morning, and that is change our hearts and change our lives. Lord, I thank you for every person tuning in on the other side of the screen this morning. And Lord, I thank you that you know them, that you love them. And Lord, I pray at the end of this service that they would not have just watched another video and heard a talk, but Lord, would they have heard from you. Lord, speak to us 
We're listening this morning. In Jesus' name, somebody comment below. Amen, amen, amen. You know, a question that I see swirling about right now um, that's, that's very popular, it's being discussed, is this whole idea of what is God up to? Has anybody thought that in the last month or so? What, what is God doing through this season? What is God shifting? What is God trying to tell us in this season? And not only what is God doing at large, but what is God doing in my life? Like what, what changes are happening in my life because of the coronavirus? What things is God trying to lead me towards? What things is God trying to stop in my life? What, what new things is God doing in my life? And this is always a question we're asking about what is God doing and where am I going and where is God leading me? We're always asking this question, but I think in this season in particular, that question is magnified. What is God doing? What is my part in what God is doing? How does it affect me and where do I go from here? Where is my next step? What does my journey look like and where is God in all of it? And if that's you today, if you've been asking those questions, if you've been thinking those thoughts over the last month, I've got some encouragement for you today. I'm talking to some people today that have asked, what is God doing and what is God up to and how does it affect my life? If you've got your whole life figured out and you don't have any questions about what God is doing or what your life looks like, maybe today's not helpful for you. But if you're there and you say, God, I need some help. God, I don't know what you're doing and I need some direction for my life. I wanna talk to you today and give you some encouragement from God's word about what we can do, what happens in our life when God changes your plans. Because here's what I know about God is he is always gonna change your plans. If you follow God for any more than five minutes, you know God will change your plans. You know, there's an old joke that said, hey, if you wanna make God laugh, make some plans. (laughs) Because how many know God will change our plans? In fact, there's a proverb, Proverbs 16 says, Man makes our plans, we set our course, we make an agenda, but it's God who directs our steps. It's this idea that, hey, you can make plans, and this is not to dismiss making plans or planning for the future, that's not what I'm saying, but how many know we can make our plans, but God directs our steps. God changes our plans, and so if you've had that thought in the last month to say, God, how are you changing your plan for my life? I wanna give you some encouragement today from God's word, and I think Acts chapter 16 in the journey and direction of Paul and Paul's team gives us some insight to this this morning. And so I've got three things that I wanna encourage you with really quickly this morning. I want you to write down the first one is this. Followers of Jesus are open to God's leading. Followers of Jesus are open to God's leading. The Holy Spirit multiple times in this passage leads Paul away from areas. The Holy Spirit gives Paul a vision that leads him to a new area. Uh, Paul had a plan for his ministry. We know he had a plan because he was set out for Asia Minor. Now this isn't the Asia that we know today. It's more like modern day Turkey is where he was going. But Paul had a plan for his ministry. He wasn't winging it. He had a team and he had a plan and he was going for the province of Asia. But God changed his plan. God redirected his plan. And by the way, there was nothing wrong with his plan. 
There was nothing bad about where he wanted to go. There was nothing immoral about it. In fact, it was a really good thing. Paul was going to the province of Asia on the mission of God. He was going there to preach the gospel. He was going there for a good thing. It wasn't a bad thing, but Paul was not God's man and that was not God's place and that was not God's time for Paul. And so because of that, God redirected him. We've talked about this as a church before. Just because it's a good idea doesn't mean it's a God idea. I wanna stop and I wanna say that again. Just because it's a good idea does not mean it's a God idea. It just wasn't Paul's time. That wasn't Paul's assignment. That wasn't Paul's place to go there at that time. He was not the guy. It was not the place and it was not the time. So God had to say no. God had to redirect his plan. God had other plans than what Paul had. And so my question for myself and my question for you today is this. Are you open to God's leading? Like, just ask yourself, am am I open in my life to God's leading and God's direction? Like, like for real, because if we were to ask this, I think most people on the other side of the screen today, I think most people would say, yeah, yeah, I'm open. Yeah, I'm open to God's leading. And I'm, I'm asking again, no, are you really open? And I'm not asking because I'm skeptical that you're being honest, but I'm asking again because I don't really know if we know what that means. I'm not really sure if we know what that means and we really know what we're saying yes to when we say I'm open to God's leading. Because here's what I know about my life and your life is we all have plans. Now, I'm, I'm not talking about God right now. I'm talking about me and I'm talking about you. I know we got plans. I know we have dreams. I know we have goals. And, and if we're not careful, we'll do this in life. And I, I'm gonna ask for my prop here. I've got a, I've got a hula hoop that I wanna bring here. And um, here's, here's what a lot of us do in our own life, in our own planning. This, this hula hoop, this circle is our plan. It's, it's what we're comfortable with. It's where we want to go. It's what we're familiar with. And so here we are in the middle of our own plans, in the middle of our own agenda and our own goal. And anything outside of this is very unfamiliar. Anything outside of this is extremely uncomfortable because this is what we know. This is what we want. I'm here, but my goal is here or my goal is here. And, and here's why I'm asking today, are you open to God's leading? Because here's what a lot of us will say. A lot of us will say, yep, I'm open to God's leading. And what we really mean is I'm open to God's leading as long as it's somewhere in here. So, so if God asked me to go here, oh yeah, for sure, God, yes, amen. If God asked me to go here, amen and amen. If he asked me to go back here all day, yes, Lord. But if we're really open to what God is saying, that means we have to remove the barriers that we've set and say, no, you know what, God, I'm open to your leading, meaning you might call me way out here. Meaning you might ask me to just destroy these boundaries that I've put myself in and my own plan and my own agenda and just toss that to the side to say, God, wherever you ask me to go, the answer is yes. And I think if we're not careful, we'll, 
we'll trick ourselves into thinking that we're saying yes to God when we're only saying yes to ourselves as long as God fits in the little sphere that we've put him in. So are we open to God's leading, not just in what we're familiar with, not just in what we're comfortable with, but are we open to God's leading wherever he leads us? Throw away the boundary that you've put God in this morning. Throw away the hula hoop of your own agenda and your own plan. Bust open that boundary to say, God, wherever you're leading me, my answer is yes. In fact, predetermine right now, this morning, in your heart, in your spirit, predetermine your answer to God. Give God your yes first and then ask him what he wants you to do. Say, God, my answer to you is yes. My life is a blank check in your hand. My life is a blank canvas before you. The answer is yes, now tell me what to do. Predetermine, decide in your heart, I'm gonna give God my yes. Yes, Lord, the answer is yes. So Lord, if you ask me to go here, yes. Lord, if you ask me to start this ministry, yes. Lord, if you ask me to give this dollar amount, yes. Lord, if you ask me to pick up the phone and make this call, yes. Lord, if you ask me to serve this person in this way, yes. My answer is yes. Now, Lord, tell me what to do. I'm open to God's leading. I love the example of Paul. He was open. He was open to God moving. He was open to God saying no and redirecting his plan and his path. Give God your yes this morning. If you wanna give God your yes, put in the comments below, I'm giving God my yes this morning. I'm busting out of the hula hoop that I've put my own plan and agenda in and saying, God, yes to whatever you want. I'm open to your leading. I love this quote by the great preacher Charles Spurgeon. He said it like this, like sheep obedient to the shepherd, rise up and follow him wherever he goes, wherever God goes, I'm going. And then he says this, to risk all with Jesus is to end all risk. Don't you love that? As sheep following the shepherd, we're saying, God, wherever you're going, I'm rising up and I'm going, I'm gonna risk it all. But actually to risk it all with Jesus is to end all risk. Are you open to God's leading today? Are you open to God's leading in your life? The second point this morning is this. God directs us not just by opening doors, but by closing them. Look, I want to encourage some of you this morning. This is going to help some people here today. God directs us not just by opening doors, but by closing them. Paul wanted to and planned, we already saw this, to go to Asia. And every time Paul planned, every time Paul desired to go there, here's what God gave him. Nope. <laughs> denied. Access denied. Paul said he, he desired to go here, and as soon as he did, here's what the Lord told him. Nope, keep out. Nope. So then Paul said, okay, I'll go here now. Same answer. Boom. Keep out. No. The answer was the answer was no. Here's what I've learned about myself, and I'm sure about Paul, and I'm sure about you if I can just make a prediction about you this morning, is that me and you don't like that answer. I don't like the word no. I I I don't like for God to say no. I don't like for other 
people to say no. Why? Because it hurts. Why? Because it's denial. It's rejection. It, it feels like my plan. It feels like my agenda. It feels like my dream is getting rejected. And even in our lives, we can take a no to our plan as a no to us personally. We can take it as personal rejection. So no's hurt. If you've gotten a lot of no's in your life, if you've gotten a lot of keep outs, if you've gotten a lot of rejections in your life, it, it, hurts, it hurts our person when we get no's. And, and you might have faced a lot of no's in your life and you might have felt like your life or your season is full of rejection. And if so, you might have asked this question. Uh, you may have thought it out louder. You may have just prayed it or thought it in your own heart, in your own spirit. You might have thought, why is God rejecting me? What, what, why is God rejecting me? Like I really love God and, and I really wanna serve him and I really wanna love him. But every time I try to get into this school to take the next step I think he's called me to, it's a no. Every time I try to pursue this relationship or every time I try to start this new ministry or this dream that I feel like God, it's just full of stop signs and keep outs and no's. Why is God rejecting me? And if you've, tried to serve God for any amount of time, I would bet that this is true about your life, that you've asked, why? Why is God rejecting me? But here's what I want to encourage you with this morning. And if you've asked that question recently and you're thinking that in your heart this season and even this morning, here's what I want to encourage you with this morning. Closed doors are not a rejection, but a redirection. Look, to God, a closed door is not a rejection, a closed door is a redirection. A closed door is a gracious act of God not to reject you, but to redirect you for somewhere that he has you. It is a redirection. Look, in Acts, we see Paul was still called to preach. Paul was still called to the nations. Paul was still called to reach people. Paul was still called to invest in people and be a mentor. Paul was still called to plant churches. All of it was the same. God just needed to redirect him a little bit. Here's what I know is true about your life. You are still made and called in the purposes of God. You are still made in the image of God. You've still got good works that God prepared in advance for you to do. God's hand is still on you. God's love is still towards you. God's spirit is still in you. All those are the same. Closed doors are not God's rejection of you. It's God's redirection of the path that he has you on. It's all the same. And look, if we see it as a redirection, this will change how we respond to closed doors, won't it? And this will change how we respond to a closed door because now when a door closes in my life, I can have joy and I can have gratitude because a closed door in my life means God's still directing me. So now a closed door doesn't have to crush me. A closed door can give me joy. God's still working and God's moving me where he wants me. 
Look, you can, you can weird some people out in your life because what looks like on the outside should bring you deep pain and sorrow can actually bring you joy because you know God's redirecting me. God is shifting and moving my life. I have joy and thankfulness now for a closed door. Come on, if you're thankful for some doors God has closed in your past that now you see in hindsight, that closed door was a gracious, loving act of God. Somebody give him some praise emojis in the comments below and thank God. God that he closes doors to redirect us. Thank God that he closes doors to protect us. Thank God that a closed door doesn't mean I'm rejected. It means that God is redirecting me and my purpose still stands. It's just gonna look different than I thought. God is redirecting our lives. He's redirecting our ministries, redirecting our mission. You know, almost exactly six years ago to this day, uh, me and my wife, Anna, we were in our first year of marriage. We had been married for about six months and uh, was on staff at a great church, a growing church uh, as campus pastors and a uh, phenomenal team there. And uh, we just felt like the Lord called us to the road to preach full time. And again, this was the first year of our marriage and we're just trying to get settled and figure out adult life and married life and all these things. And we're feeling like God has called us full time to the road to preach. And so we left our great job at this church to hit the road, to, to, to preach full-time. And I, I, I remember when we first started out, it was like we couldn't make it full-time on the road. Like we had to do something. We, again, we had just got married. She was still in school full-time. So she's doing her classes online in college full-time. And it was just like, man, we gotta do something to make it. So I remember the first summer when we were on the road full-time, the first summer um, I got a construction job all through the summer. And if you know anything about me, that's hilarious. Because <laughs> that ain't me. And so, uh, man, like, doing this construction job out there in the heat of summer, like all day, every day. And, um, and, then, and then a few months later, ended up getting a job as a vendor, um, stacking or st just stocking shelves at a grocery store. So we'd go to all the grocery stores all around Richmond, stocking shelves and getting the, all the big pallets off the truck and stocking Cheez-Its and Rice Krispies for days. And come on, somebody, when the box was broke, we got to take it home and we had Cheez-Its for dinner. And so like, like for, for, for our first six or seven months of preaching on the road full-time, feeling called to ministry and feeling called to invest in students and youth. How it looked for us was, it, it looked me sitting out in a rock yard all day doing construction. It looked like me getting on my knees on the tile floor, stocking Cheez-Its after Cheez-Its after Cheez-Its after Rice Krispies all the time. And it just felt honestly for that short season when we had just left this great job at the church and this was our change, it, it felt like a closed door. It felt like rejection from God. But here's the thing, that season out on the rock yard and stocking shelves, that season was not rejection. It was redirection and preparation. See, it, it was out there in the rock yard in the heat of the day where God would give me a word that we would later preach at camps and at conferences for students. It was at the grocery store stocking Rice Krispies and Cheez-Its that the Holy Spirit would speak things to me and would give me words for, for camps and conferences that we would do the next year. There's, there's words that I'm communicating to our church today that I got at a rock yard six years ago. 
What, what felt like rejection was not rejection. It was a gracious, loving act of God to redirect me. And I want to encourage you this morning. You feel like the closed doors are all around you and your life is filled with rejection. I want to challenge you to see it with different eyes that it is not rejection, but that it is redirection. And I want your spirit to be grateful for God's no's. I want your spirit to be full of gratitude in God's nose. Look, I am where I am today because of God's nose. I, I, I'm better today, I'm stronger today because of no's I've received from God. I'm preaching to you this morning because of no's that God has given me. Look, I'm telling you, we can, we can fill our hearts with gratitude and thankfulness because God shuts doors to redirect us. In my in my notes in my Bible as I was reading this passage, I put in the little um, space in the margin when God is redirecting Paul, I wrote this. I said, uh, the Holy Spirit says no often. God says no a lot. So when God says no, what's your response? When God says no, what is your response? Nothing will reveal your true devotion to God's direction for your life like getting a no. But as a follower of Jesus, I need to be open to God's leading. I need to not just be open to it, but we actually need to submit to it. So we don't just need to be open to the fact that God's gonna change the course, that God's gonna give us no's. It's a start to be open to it, but we need to move beyond that and we actually need to submit to God's nose. To submit means to come under. It means to make the thing I'm submitting to the driving force in my life. I'm gonna come under God's authority. I'm gonna come under God's direction. I'm gonna come under God's nose in my life. I'm gonna submit. Here's something I wanna teach you about submitting this morning. And um, I hope this rattles your cage a little bit. Submission and disagreement have the same starting line. Look, I wanna say that again, I'm gonna explain it. I want this to sink into your heart. Submission and disagreement have the same starting line. You know, you're not truly submitting to someone until you disagree with them. Here we go, I'm gonna say this again. You're not truly submitting to someone or to God until you disagree with them. Look, if you agree with everything everyone says and everything someone does, then you would do it anyway. That's not submission. If you agree with all of it and you would do it anyway, you're not submitting. You're only submitting when you disagree. You're only submitting when you have a plan and you have an agenda and God says no. And God says redirect. So submission starts when disagreement starts. And so if we're gonna be open to God's leading, it's gonna take us getting God's redirection and saying, yes, Lord, I'm submitting to it. Lord, I don't understand it. Lord, I don't know what you're doing. Paul's, look, Lord, I was going to the province of Asia, but now you're leading me to Europe. I, I don't understand it. It's not what I planned. It's not what I wanted, but Lord, I'm submitting to it and I'm doing it in faith, believing it's not a rejection, it's a redirection. Here's the third thing 
and I want this to bless you this morning. Number three is this. Behind every no from God is a better yes. Come on, I want this to encourage you. I want this to leave you uplifted and built up this morning, this Sunday morning. Look, behind every no from God is a better yes. The only reason God would ever say no in your life is because he's got a better yes. Look, God is a gracious father, a loving father who desires to give good gifts to his kids. Why would a gracious, loving father ever say no? The only reason he'd ever say no is because there's a better yes behind the no. When God was redirecting Paul and his team in Acts chapter 16, look, God was not gonna send Paul to the province of Asia in that one area because Paul was not just called to that one province. No, but God was redirecting him from that one province to the whole continent of Europe where the gospel would be preached and churches would be planted and disciples would be made and, and it would spread like wildfire there. God was not just gonna call him to a province. He was gonna have him shake a continent. Why did he say no to the province? Because there was a better yes. There was a continent that was gonna be changed. There was, there was many regions that were gonna be shaken and altered. Why? Because God had a better yes for him. He had a better yes for him. It wasn't just that he was gonna use him in the whole continent of what is now Europe, but God also had more blessings, more yeses behind his no for Paul. Look, look in verse number eight. This book is written by the Dr. Luke. He's the same one that wrote the Gospel of Luke. He he wrote Acts. And so this is Luke writing. He says, so they, who's they? He's talking about Paul and his team. They passed by Mycenae and went down to Troas. So in verse number eight, he's talking about them and Paul and his team and where they're going and what they're doing. Then notice, look, just a few verses later in verse 10, look what he says. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready. So, so you see Luke in verse number eight is talking about them as in Luke is not with them. But then when God says no, and when God redirects, and when God shifts their plan, what happened? We got ready. What happened? Dr. Luke is now on the team. Because of God's no's, because of God's redirection, Paul got a personal doctor for this journey of his trip. Paul got a personal asset, a personal friend, a personal doctor in this journey of the trip. What was behind God's no? A better yes. There was blessings and gifts and people and anointing and calling that God had stored up. And if God would not have said no, Paul wouldn't have got to go to Europe and Paul wouldn't have got to go with Luke at that time. But because Paul said, or because God said no, he got a better yes in the area and in his team. Behind every no from God is a better yes. Yes, look, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down this morning. God can give you more through a no than any man can give you through a yes. God can give you more through a no than any man can give you with a yes. And I pray we begin to see God's no's and God's rejection as gifts to know he's not withholding anything from me. In fact, he desires more for me. And so I'm on the lookout for God's yes. 
we know in the scripture that God is always after two things. God is always doing two things. God is always working towards two things. Here's what the two things are. He's always working for your good and for his glory. God's always working. Everything God is doing, everything that God says yes and no to and redirect, he's always working towards two things, towards our good and towards his glory. So if God ever gives me a redirect, if God ever gives me a no, I know that God is doing it for my good and for his glory. So look, that makes it easier to give God my yes before I even know because I, regardless of what God asked me to do, I know he's asking me to do it. Why? For my good and for his glory. Every redirect, every plan God has for me, my good his glory. And if I know that, I can trust him. If I know that, I can step out of the hula hoop that I've put God in. If I know that, I can offer my life as a blank check to God to say, Lord, use me however you want because I know you're working for my good and I know you're working for your glory. Now, I know this concept is an easy concept to grasp and a hard concept to live. It's easy to grasp, but it's hard to receive a no. It's hard to receive a rejection, a redirection. But look, we've said this before at our church and we'll continue to say it. Jesus will never ask you to do anything. He himself hasn't already done in a greater way. I'm gonna say that again. Jesus will never ask you to do anything that he has not already done in an even greater way. You say, how did Jesus do this? Well, when Jesus was in the garden, he's about to go to the cross. He's about to complete his mission, his assignment here. It's the gospel. God became a man and went to the cross and rose again for us. When Jesus is in the garden, right before he's about to go to the cross, he prays this prayer. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. He prays the prayer, Lord, if there's any other way, let this cup pass through me. Lord, if there's any other way, I want an alternative route. If there's any other way, give me a plan B. What does the father say? No. What does the father give the son? He gives him a no. He gives him what seems to be a rejection. But how many know, why did God say no? Why did Jesus stay on mission, on assignment to go to the cross? Why? For our good for our good and for his glory. Any no from God, even in the life of Jesus, is for my good, is for your good, and it's for his glory. I'd like to finish today by praying for somebody who your season right now has been so full of no's and what you have seen as rejection and you're tired and you're exhausted and, and you feel as if the God in heaven has rejected you as a person, has, has lost your, 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 like you feel like you've lost your calling, all of it. I'd like to pray for you this morning that you be full of faith to know, hey, no, God is still calling me. God is still in control. I can still stay on mission and God is redirecting and navigating 
my life. Maybe you've been tuning in for these last few weeks and God is beginning to do something in your heart and maybe you've just tuned in online but you haven't taken your next step to jump into community. You haven't taken your next step with Jesus to connect with other people, to grow in your faith. We'd love to help you. You can text the number on the screen. Our team and our church exists for you. We wanna help you with this. So I'd love to pray for you right where you are this morning. If you're... If you're comfortable right there in your home, if God's speaking to you, just open your hands up to the Lord. I'm talking to somebody this morning who feels so rejected and and so just discouraged. And I wanna pray hope right into your home this morning. I wanna pray hope right into your heart this morning. Would you just open your hands like this in a posture of surrender, in a posture of receiving the blessing and the favor of God? Father, I pray for the person on the other side of the screen this morning. Lord, for every person listening. And Lord, we rejoice today that you are in control of our lives. Lord, we acknowledge the fact that in this season, Lord, all of our lives are changing and all of our plans have changed. But Lord, we thank you that you are in control. Father, I pray for the person that's listening right now. Lord, that's faced stop sign after stop sign after stop sign after stop sign. And Lord, I pray for the person, Lord, that has seen that as rejection from you. And Lord, I pray that you would encourage them this morning. Lord, I pray you would give them fresh eyes to see your love for them and your graciousness for them. God, that you are redirecting their path and redirecting their life. Lord, that you haven't given up on them, but in fact, you are more involved and closer right now than you've ever been. Lord, I pray that you would inject hope and faith into the hearts of these people this morning. God, to know that you're not finished with them. Lord, keep our eyes on the race ahead. God, Lord, exactly like Paul and his team, Lord, when you'd redirect, Lord, would we get up and be ready to go? Lord, may we be ready to run down the path that you're opening. Lord, may the doors close around us and Lord, may other doors open around us and give us the faith as people. Give us faith as a church to run down the path that you have for us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you, that you faced a no from the Father to go to the cross, Lord, so that we can know you and so that we can have the faith today to say yes to whatever it is that you're asking us to do. Look in your home right here this, on this Sunday morning. Just give God your yes right now. Just say, yes, Lord. My life is a blank check in your hand. Whatever you have for me, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to say, whatever you want me to give, Lord, my answer is yes. Lord, redirect and guide me. I give you my yes today. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.